Okay, we're recording. Welcome back, everybody, to Welcome uh, the classic mix-up. The classic mix-up. Um, Riley, back here with Rosario. Yes, My sir. Um, what is this, episode four? Four. Yeah. The classic mix-up. Last week, we did a little bit of a detour on our format, right? That was yep. the... Uh, well, it was two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Yeah, we missed a week, but we're back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So two weeks ago... Uh, we did the uh, a whole bunch of new music releases new music. kind of thing, and we talked about about probably like what four albums we did. Yeah, it was um, four or five. So we took a little time to come back with the new format. We're doing three albums this week. We're kind of breaking them down, talking about why we picked them, like the first two episodes of this podcast. So yeah, uh, this week we had. I you gave me Hiding Places by Billy Woods. Mm-hmm. Um, I gave you a Patrick Sweeney album that is probably one of my favorite, and then we also did uh, So Long Forever by Palace yep. as a together album as like so a mutual we'll decision yeah. that we both really yeah. like it. So yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, I guess we are gonna get started with Hiding Places by Billy Woods. Yep. which is the album that I picked for Riley. So Hiding Places by Billy Woods, if you don't know. Uh, if you don't know Billy Woods, he's like a, a underground rapper from New York. Um, he's been rapping for a pretty long time now, probably about a hmm. decade or more he's been kind of releasing music. And then uh, Hiding Places is his album he dropped in 2019. It's a collaboration with Kenny Siegel, who made the beats, and uh, – yeah, it's a really uh, interesting album. It's uh, very different, very uh, – I don't know. I, I find it really cool and interesting, and I just picked it for Riley because I feel like there's kind of a lot to talk about between the lyrics, which are super weird and interesting, and right. then also just the beats and the overall sound are, I don't know, kind of different and, like I said, very cool sounding. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll just give a little like rundown of what I thought about it. It's like sure. such like a cool underground record. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I listened to most of it before, like listening to it all the way through before you gave it to me, um, because it you'd recommended this to me for you know at least a year, you know. So yeah, pro- yeah, it's like it's been one of my favorites for a while actually. And I think a good summary of of this album is uh, for those like wanting to listen to it is like it's like a good definition of underground rap Mm -hmm. of like not really like trap. It's not really mumble rap. It's like real underground rap. It's like, you know, I, I can't explain it any other way. It's, 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 yeah, it's, it's it's kind of grimy. Yep. Yeah. Very dark. And Billy Woods is like this, uh, like the, how do you say it? Like the stereotypical underground rap voice. He's like mysterious. Yes. Kind of, kind of confusing, kind of elusive. Uh, there's yeah. not like many pictures of him actually. Like he's not like in the public. He's super reserved, and I think that uh, kind of adds like he has kind of a character about him, and that kind of adds to his music. It has its own kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like elusive and underground and not accessible and kind of probably confusing if you're not used to it like i know when i first heard it because it's all it's super distorted and aggressive which i think we'll get into a little later but when i first heard it i was a little like i guess 
confused. Like I never heard anything like it, but um, it's yeah, it's, it's also it's 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 depressing as shit. Yeah, it is. Yeah, the but lyrics I, are. It's like I went to listen to it today, and I was like, dude, I can't listen to this today. I'm just not in the like. I like. I need yeah. like what I need to be in that headspace. That's a good album for it. Like if you need to kind of be like kind of like create a wall around you. This, mm-hmm. this is a good yeah, because he just to like he, hear deep shit. Yeah, he all just. I was just gonna say he talks about some like deep, very real shit. Yeah, it's like there's there's okay. So there's many themes throughout this album. So I told Riley I listened to this album. Well, I've listened to it many times, but I mean just. In preparation for this podcast, I listened to it twice. Once I was just kind of just uh, run down, like, like almost like a first listen, even though I've heard it, just kind of taking in everything. And then I really decided to to go into the lyrics because I mentioned it earlier and I'll say it again. The lyrics are really interesting and oftentimes confusing. And it might seem like he's not really saying anything, but I, I took it upon myself to try to decipher what he's saying. And there's all kinds of different themes kind of going on in this album. But I guess some of the major ones include like living in poverty and just like his, like his life, you know, either currently or in the past. And he also draws a lot of parallels with that to different references. Uh, uh, often one that was used often is actually like, he talks about war a lot and fighting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And he also, that's where I think the name of the album Hiding Places comes from is like hiding from these things. Like it's, it's kind of hard to describe because the, the lyrics are kind of uh, up for interpretation, but that's just what I got from it. Yeah. I like touching on like the many main points of the album. It's like there's mm-hmm. a lot of themes. Uh, I think like the biggest two that I picked out of all of it was like he kind of talks like in my favorite song which is uh spider holes okay it's um i like the line i don't want to see nas with an orchestra at carnegie hall and that i think that line is like pretty like one of the main pretty big a pretty big main theme in the album of like he kind of raps a little bit about like how the rap industry even the people that have like started from the bottom are now like gone big or have gotten yeah. kind of straight away from like mm-hmm. what rap is from and what, where the people are from and what's really going on and why people rap in the first place or why like people like Nas rap, like Nas, we talked about a couple of weeks ago with Joey Badass that like yep. Nas was, he was like one of the first rappers to talk about the streets and stuff like that and billy woods talks about the streets and i think the other main topic that i can pull was like a lot about the truth of like drug dealing and what goes on with the people, yeah that life the attitudes of the people that are use it for their own power like not even for money or not even for like to get yourself out of a hard situation or get yourself by but it's the people that abuse that just for like pure power like i think you're one of your top lines was the i've broken i've broken bread with yeah uh, rapists and uh killers and rapists and, yeah i mean obviously i was going to talk about that later because that just yeah, yeah. Well, my bad then I didn't, no that's okay well it'll come back later I'm, I'm glad you brought up uh the thing about rapping kind of about the industry and other rappers and kind of the way they're going 
because he mm-hmm. does that a lot in this album. And I'm glad you picked up on it because it's a, again, a major theme is a lot of this album is kind of critiquing the industry and kind of throwing shade at other rappers, uh, especially on like a song, like the last track, like red dust. He does a mm-hmm. lot of that, but uh, yeah. Uh, stay on the topic of spider holes, which is your favorite song. Um, yeah. This is a, a big song for, I guess, the symbolism of the album, I think. Mm. Um, one lyric I picked out was when he said, he said, um, 4 million USD hovering over some mud huts. It's nuts. It's not the heat. It's the dust. So yeah. um, what, what that, you know, so if you don't know the phrase, it's not the heat, it's the dust. It's a reference to um, the war in the Middle East mm. that the U.S. was fighting in the early mid 2000s. That was like a, a common saying from soldiers was it's not the heat, it's the dust. So he says that multiple times on the album, actually. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he says it again in, in Red Dust. Uh, but um, yeah, one of the main uh, one of the main things in this album is he talks about war specifically, you know, in, in the Middle East. And in this line, uh, Billy kind of mentions his opinion um, on the U.S. military involvement in the Middle East, like saying it's nuts. And then the title of this song spider hole is uh, a reference to i i I looked this up it's a reference to military slang meaning like a one-man foxhole so like a like a hole dug in the battlefield that people would hide in which then ties into like i said the title of this album hiding places so a spider hole is a hiding place and it it all kind of just yeah yeah well and i think the the use of war analogies uh, are all talking about like the war on drugs and the oh, okay. trade of drugs and the like like because you could even take that it's not it's it's that it's the dust like angel dust or coke or anything right that, right like, crack anything you know what i mean yep. like that's how i took it too it could, is, like, yeah I up on that's the symbolism, a whole step further the war symbolism and the hiding places and all that but like that it it's it's the allegory of like the Middle East war is like mm-hmm. is was used a lot too for the war in like Sharon drug in yeah the war in New York like oh like not war in New York but like the drug the drug like quote unquote like, war. New York yeah Chicago right. L A all this kind of stuff so I mean and then like things like dust things like hiding places things like like spider holes can be all things like spider holes can be trap houses but you know like true places, you know? yeah so it's like but it's like it's supposed to bring light to this topic, or, or all of these different topics. They could be everything and all of mm-hmm. them at the same time, and like, or it could be one or the other. Um, that's what I think is really good about this album too. Is like, like it brings in all sorts of songs. Things. Yeah, every time I listen to the song, it's like, it it could even be like I thought Spider Holes was a good um, reflection on his like Billy Woods' own mental health. Right, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna get into that with the, on the war that's going on. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I said I love Spider Holes because it was, it was the saddest song on the album, in my opinion. Like, yeah, it kind of is. It's yeah. So later, drawn out, it comes almost rips you, it rips you apart as it like it, yeah, it's it like slow, rips my ears sure, apart as like yeah. as it moves through. Much so, like the rest of the album, it's very aggressive and dark. And like you said about it being kind of sad, you know, later in the song, Billy says he's alone in the spider hole, which like we've said, could be symbolic for any sort of thing. It could be literally like in a house or whatever trap house, 
or it could be symbolically for, I mean, it's up for interpretation, which is really the great thing about this album. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, and he's not, the, what I love about a Billy Woods' symbolism and like lyricism is that it's not, he's not going out there like MF Doom or Eminem and he's not throwing together these insane bars that you have to be like, oh, that's, that led into this, like, yeah, like he has clever rhymes, but he's really storytelling. It's not really right. About... It's, it's more of the substance, not so much the technical proficiency. It's not that's that by MF Doom. Of course, it's not every word's gonna rhyme with every word or anything like that. Which no. that is a great song, but yeah. it's not just different. Yeah. yeah, no, that's like one. That's the rapping. That's like the rhyming. Song. That that might be like the greatest that. verse one of the greatest verses ever but that's yeah. you know what verse i'm talking about too like the yeah of course i think we yeah, all do yeah, yeah. if you know the song that's that yeah or whatever yeah i i can't even i'll i'll my list will come out to play if i start doing that so it's like, but yeah it's like but yeah so i don't know if you want to talk a little bit more on on this album but that's all i really had was like like all the songs kind of sucked me into the point where like i just kind of listened in awe and i was like man this guy yeah. like this is a great i'm glad great yeah. music this is like emo rap but how it's really supposed to be yeah it's not emo rap like like little p cardi or like yeah it's, cardi. <laughs> it's it's more emo rap to where it's like you can understand yeah it's less of the it's less of the emo part of it and more of the rap part of it the emo is, I guess, more of like the. I mean, there's not many people who would call this emo rap, obviously, but emo is. I oh, guess, I would like say it is the feeling you get from it because it's just so dark and heavy and mysterious. I mean, he says things like so on um, the song. Uh, I think it's called "A Day in a Week in a Year." Yeah, mm. he like. I'll just give you an example of the type of things that are being said in this album. This is one of my favorite verses on the album. It's the last verse of the song. He says. Life is just two quarters in the machine, but either you got it or you don't. That's the thing. I was still hitting the buttons. Game over on the screen. Dollar movie theater, dingy foyer, little kid, not a penny to my name. Fucking with the joystick, pretending I was really playing. So that now, like, it's that's like oh, another a metaphor. It's a lot. It's a lot to unpack, yeah. but basically, it's a metaphor that likens life to a video game, like an arcade game with coins. Right, And he said he didn't have any coins, which now goes back to, like I said, the whole reference of growing up in poverty, right? And also all he could do is fuck with the joystick and pretend he was really playing. So, like, that's kind of saying, like, he can't do anything for real in life. He can just pretend or just kind of live life day by day, not really doing anything or, or bringing anything. And, yeah, that's another one of the major themes of the album. Um there's plenty well, you more. You can even take it as you. Sorry to interrupt, but no, you go ahead. I was take done. it as him playing the joystick when he was a kid was that he was getting into that world too early. Okay, yeah. Like the game before of life. He coins. Before he had coins, he was playing that with the joystick. He was playing the game, or at least pre pretending to. Yeah. Right. There's, there's so, all kinds of things. Yeah. I mean, I, continue. I, that's all I had. No, I no. I was just. I mean, I, I, I could just go on rants about. I mean, you know, we have other albums to talk about, but I could just keep going. About I would, it. yeah. Mean, I would recommend, like, I think, like, a reason why we even do this podcast is, like, not just talk about this stuff, but recommend, but recommend albums it. that we all yeah. recommend. So if anybody wants to, like, anybody listening wants to listen to that album or listen to, like, 
like I I would recommend Spider Holes. Just even get mm-hmm. into the album because it's a great like Spider Holes yeah. because we talked about it so much. You can kind of understand what we're uh, trying to get at. It's a good like little like taste of the album. So yeah, I think it's pretty representative. It. And then yeah. I think if you want the best song, like sonically speaking, my favorite is Red Dust, which also. Yeah. Red Dust goes into a lot about the industry and speaking on other rappers, but it's just a, a good, a good song. So. Yeah, so those two songs are like a quick save to your Spotify or Apple Music. Yeah, check them out on later. Check but them out. Yeah, great album though. It's uh, it is. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of definitely a thinker. A lot to unpack. Yeah, it's a yeah. thinker. There's topics of that we didn't even get into of like I picked up a little bits on uh, religious stuff race like you know race stuff um a lot of references uh the song crawl space the first lyric is an has an mf doom reference in it so you can go seek that out also crawl space uh another hiding place by the way so mm-hmm. there you go roll credits For bodies uh yeah perhaps Maybe um drugs all, all kinds of stuff in here all kinds of lines oh, that will make you, you gotta think. go over the the the, your favorite line of the whole album. Oh, my favorite. Like, yeah. My favorite line is off. This of, one um, is one I I've tweeted about it. Um, it's on red dust. I actually, in my notes, I have a screenshot of genius. Um, just because I, I read this genius annotation because I was really interested in this lyric. I always have been, and I just wanted to get their interpretation of it. So the lyric on red dust is, I broke bread with killers and rapists. I got money with people you should not leave with a child for two fucking seconds. And every time I hear that, I'm like, wow, that is fucked up. But it's also like, so I don't even know. It's so, it goes so hard. I just, when I hear that shit, I'm like, man, it's so just, but um, basically to summarize what the person in genius was saying and kind of what a lot of this album, it's a ties into a major theme of the album is uh, a lot of rappers will pretend that they are tough, you know, been in the streets. They say all these people that they hang out with, you know, killers, rapists, whatever. Um, But I think by Billy Woods saying it like this, um, he's really saying that he was doing it for real and he's not flexing about it because although he's saying it like this, he's not proud of it. He says it negatively though. Like exactly. He says it, like even his tone of voice, he's like almost angry. Like I mean, his st- his rapping style is aggressive, mm-hmm. but this, but this line, lyric, he like yeah, hard. He's like he. It he's sounds like, like you guys don't want to know what I've right. The people that I've talked to, the people that I've broken bread with, like the people. It that sounds I, like you he's know, fed up with the other rappers who are acting like that was them when this was really him. You know what I mean? Well, even, and well, I would even say the lifestyle that he had to be he's upset that he had to be put in that position of course to be okay with breaking bread with people and there's other people who who flex about it on their songs when for him it's like he has to cope with that reality that that was the truth and he's saying well now he's yeah yeah well now he's like kind of i would say relatively more popular and then you know even as time goes on more and more people listen to billy woods he's gonna get more and more disconnected from that so it's like he holds on to that and i think that's important about his past yeah well, and I think that's what a lot of underground rap does well is that it like brings to light a lot of like the bad, like these pe- like they're, they're these guys that are like in the rap industry. They're not just they're not like romanticized like like gangbangers or anything. Like these guys are like 
this is shit. Right. This is like you're going through war. This is why there's all these allegories in this rap. So it's exactly. like it's not like your Snoop Dogg, um, you know, like he's like the romanticized crip. You're like these guys aren't even really saying they're gang affiliated. You like mm. Billy Woods, but he is seeing the worst shit. You know what right. I mean? Right, like, and like, and like I said, he's not flexing it. He's saying like how. You know, he goes on like another track, for example, "Big Fake Laugh." He talks about like how hard his life was, or another uh, a day in a week in a year or whatever. He talks about having to go through these things while it did make him who he is today. It's not; it's something to hold on to and remember, but it's not yeah. something to be proud of. Yeah, well, and I think like I think even like touching back, I want to say about like the romanticized like mm. gang wars and stuff like. I don't think that the people themselves that are rapping about all this stuff throughout the years are romanticizing it. It's the people that take in rap mm. and, and that are like 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 yeah. the people in the middle class or upper class. It's like us, know. the consumers. Yeah. Well, you know, we try to like we try to bring to light like the truth. Like we try to respect the culture. Deeper meanings. Yeah. But like, you know, it's it, it's kind of like this like this under like especially Billy Woods, like underground rap is like it brings to light like the dark shit without being sugarcoating and like, yeah. And the allegory, the allegories are kind of more associated with like war and stuff and like less encrypted and less uh, romanticized. It's very like, right. Very rough. upfront. Very not, like you said, it's not sugarcoated. It's dark. It's aggressive. It's thought provoking. And, uh, it's definitely worth a listen. It's, I, you know, I tweeted it before is that there's no rapper, not even my all time favorites that can make me go, holy shit. After a verse, like Billy Woods can, I don't know yeah. how to, I don't know how else to describe that quality, but sometimes I hear a Billy Woods lyric or a Billy Woods verse. And I just go, holy shit. Like that is just, it's yeah. so deep. It's thought provoking. And you just, you can't understand like how he comes up with some of this stuff. So I highly recommend oh, it's a, it's, it's an interesting ride. Yeah, no, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I like that you brought up the um, how it kind of like does what like he's kind of saying to the like most rappers that he is the real deal, but with mm -hmm. that, but he's not. It's he's saying that not in a tawdy way, right? Not in just like, in like, like just a reality. Chest. He's right. Like 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 you shouldn't be like promoting this shit. Like this yeah, well bad. because like, this is real. Because Billy Woods is not really trying to sell records with that. Billy Woods is a guy who is not trying to make it big necessarily. He is more about it for the artistry of of music. He's not like someone like Little Dirk or Little Baby who are trying to you know make hits by saying these things. He is just he's trying to actually highlight and make real symbolic artistic music about it. Yeah, that's that's my takeaway from it. But yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. Great album. Yeah. Hiding places. Yeah. Recommend it. Recommend those two songs. Just yeah. dip your toes into the, the album. If you don't yeah, want good to see luck. the album. <laughs> yeah. So we can move yeah. on to the one uh the album I give you. Yeah, yeah. Every it hour is a dollar gone by Patrick Sweeney. Not yeah, like anything yeah, I've heard before. I'll say that. Such a good album. Oh. It's it's cool, yeah. It's um not my typical type of music, but it made me feel a certain type of way, actually. So I had to give you a little curveball. Listen, dude. It was I... a curveball for sure. Go, you can go ahead and talk about why you gave it to me if you want to start with. Oh, that. dude. So, uh, 
I, unlike Rosario, more um, rock oriented, uh, mm. even blues. I love blues rock. This is rock. very, this is, this, so correct me if I'm blues wrong. This rock. is blues, right? Blues rock. Blues rock. Yeah. I would okay. say more blues because blues, like old blues is like. Right. That's what I thought it stuff. was when you first told me. But this is rock. Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is Anyways, blues continue. rock. So it's okay. blues inspired rock. Yeah, I get it. It's yeah, very bluesy. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Patrick Sweeney's become uh, my favorite alive blues artist next to uh, Joe Bonamassa, who is like, he's a great guitar player, but I think Patrick Sweeney's better. Like, I think he's just so good because um, I like this album came out in 2007. So it's kind of like when like, you know, um, I I think of like Fallout Boy and being popular okay. and all that stuff. So, so like, United, neither speak in my language a little more. Yeah. So okay. So that stuff was popular at the same time as this album came out, right? Which is you know it's eleven songs, forty three minutes, which I think it needs to be longer. It's got to have it. Like like I wish I could. This is an album that I wish was a little like yeah. Like there's another song. Not saying it's bad with how it is, but like it like I want more after i right. finished listening to it so um yeah i gave it to you it's one of my top favorite albums of all time like um i think i was introduced to it through the song uh them shoes which is the most popular yeah, i think song that's the his, album. i was gonna say i think it's his top song on spotify i noticed yes um and i was like i think i was like going through like back in early high school i was uh going through suggested artists on like spotify Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Patrick Sweeney, and I it was like his most popular song. A lot of memories associated with them shoes, uh, bad and good. Uh, so I had to give you this album because I know you don't really listen to blues a lot, but it's one of my yeah, favorite genres. It was cool. So yeah, yeah. Well, uh, first thing I'll say is you know there is like a deluxe or like a disc two of this album. Right? Shut there's up. Six, there's a 16 song version that I listened to. Um, there's five extra songs. I don't know if you are just what? finding out for the first time. It might not I be on Spotify. Am. It's on Apple Music. It's on Apple Music. Hold on, I'm gonna find this. Oh, that's not gonna. Okay, that's not gonna work. Oh, but... I don't have. It's not on Spotify. It is okay on Apple oh, Music. Oh, dude. Okay, I'm gonna pull it up. On I'm Apple Music, there's a 16 song, uh, one hour and two minute version. So after Mom and Dad, after the last track, there's five new songs, and one of them was one of my favorites, and I figured you would have heard it. Dude, oh, shit. I okay. figured you would have heard it, but it's it's called Bless I... a Friend of the Guitar, and it's a, it's oh a good one. Oh, my God. Oh, this is a – this is – This oh, is, so is going to be now. weird for you. It's not funny that I've like, I'm like, oh, I, it needs to be longer. Yeah, and well, guess what? There's 20 more minutes of it that you have not heard. Okay, apparently. so let's talk on the first 10 songs because I know those songs. Yeah, exactly. right. So yeah, um, I guess I'll just give my kind of what you did for hiding places. My overall thoughts, um, super different from anything I'm used to. Um, my first listen of it, I won't say it was. I'm not gonna say it was rough, but it was just you know not really my style of music but um i was very intrigued by uh, so we've said this before and i'll say it again i don't know much about like i don't play any instruments and i don't know much about like actual literal music that's more riley's department but i will say i was intrigued and impressed by the guitar playing in this album um i thought it was very good very impressive so 
that kind of made me that that made me want to give it another chance, obviously. So I listened to it again a second time. Second time it went through a lot better. I, I like a lot of these songs and I think it just it's more of a of a feeling album than a substance album, I would say, but uh the feeling it's super uh it's a super atmospheric album. Like it, it uh gives me a good feeling like some of these songs just I'll say my my favorite probably of the whole thing was uh, Million to Me, which is also kind of mm-hmm. like the title track because he says every hour is a dollar gone in the chorus. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that song gave me kind of like, I don't know, like a kind of like a Jack Johnson vibe. And I was like listening to it on my walk to campus and I was just like so peaceful. And this whole mm-hmm. album kind of it kind of goes up and down between like peaceful and a little more. I don't know what the word is, but it gets a little faster at times, a little heavier, a little more like the Black Keys sounding type stuff, like a little more rocky. And then there's some al- some songs that are more, like I said, have, give me the Jack Johnson vibe, a little more acoustic. I don't yeah. know. Im- impressive, um, impressive instrumental performance here by Patrick. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I'm not a big, I don't know much about guitar, but uh Man, he does he does a good job on his guitar solos here. Yeah, no, it's a great album. I'm surprised you didn't pull any like like I'm surprised you didn't bring up the song Hotel Woman because I think it's like pretty lyrically heavy. Yeah, they, okay, and and there are moments that are lyrically heavy. It's just for yeah. me, it's harder to pick them out. I mean, I think for everybody it's harder to pick them out my first couple times. And yeah, I yeah. didn't, I didn't note take on any lyrics from this album. I only did that for hiding places. Okay, so, I mean that's fair. So I can kind of talk. talk yeah, about you can go ahead and I'll say what I picked up and didn't pick up because I mean, of course, I was listening to the lyrics, but yeah. So I, I love. I, I don't know. Like I don't really have a favorite song off the album because I have because you like them all. Every song on this album. So sure. it's like. I think the most lyrically heavy song is probably Hotel Women because uh, which is the fifth track. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's literally about the uh, Patrick Sweeney being on the road and having to resort to prostitutes to find love. Right. Because it's like it's a lot of like a lot of lyrics are like it's so hard to see sleep without a hotel woman. So hard to. Yeah. You know, it's like, I I don't know. It's like, no, it's, it's, it's kind of a, it's kind of, I think if I remember the song correctly, he's kind of wrestling with like, he knows it's kind of wrong, but also he kind of feels like he shouldn't feel bad because like he says, like, uh, if I remember, I, I should look, I should look at the lyrics. He says, um, like, Oh God, forgive all the hotel women. He's mm-hmm. saying like they should be forgiven, I guess, for what they're doing. And he's, I think that's basically saying like he knows that they're just, I guess, that's their job or whatever if they're prostitutes and like they shouldn't be, you know, persecuted for that. But he has like an, an internal kind of strife where he's like, he doesn't like that he's doing this, even though it might be exciting and fun. Like he uh, doesn't like the feeling of it when it's over. Mm-hmm. I think a line that kind of like is interesting is like, I think it's like this still technically in the first section of the song. And it's like, and he says that he's, he's like, I'm here with my old friends in my hotel woman. So it's kind of like, 
maybe it's like I thought I saw it as like he like finds his vices within like the like within the freedom of touring and it kind of goes along with the motif of like touring musicians getting prostitutes and that kind of thing yeah so it's like i don't know and it's it's just like it's a it's a good song and i think what's really good too is that the guitar in this whole album accompanies the singing really well only says that there's a, a another person singing like if you could hear like the undertones of like and i think the the guitar on this song particularly like fits that role of like either like the sorrow of like the women that he's talking about or him his own sorrow yeah like he's own, kind of more stronger kinda... yeah because uh patrick sweeney's more of a stronger singer but he's kind of you can hear he's kind of drained in this song but then right so there's solos that are very there i was gonna say there's two solos in this song that come after you know the first one comes after uh like when you said here with the old friends in the hotel woman and then the second one comes after saying how like he can't sleep and he loves to see his hotel woman but then also uh the last line for the second solo is the cold light of morning the feelings get hurt it's like now after the fact now that it's morning it's like He's maybe regretting oh, it and feeling sorrow. Yeah. And then the second solo comes in and how you said that could be like almost as if another person is singing like another powerful, impressive guitar solo as they all are. Kind of yeah. leads you to think about, I guess, what was just what just happened. Yeah. Well, and the last line of the song is like, you can't stay here, man. You got to go home. Yeah. It's like these. this is temporary. Like you got to right. go when you got it. Life goes on kind of thing. So. I agree. Yeah, he says there ain't no forever in a hotel woman. So he's recognizing these things. It's just actually getting yourself to do them to to stop doing these things that he's doing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, yeah. And there's another thing on this album that I wanted to ask you about. How did you uh, did you like the song that has no lyrics? In um, Jones. That's one of my yeah, favorite songs it, on the album. That, yeah, so I will say that one thing you told me before I listened that I kept in mind while listening, and you've kind of almost brought it up, is uh, you told me, like, think of the guitar as, like, sometimes there's moments in the song where the guitar mm-hmm. is the singing. Oh, yeah. So, so for a song like Burma Jones, where there's literally no singing and the guitar is the only thing happening... It, it, it reminds me of, like, classical music, like, orchestral music. Like, mm-hmm. you ever watch a silent movie and the music is, like, describing exactly what happens on, on mm-hmm. screen? This kind of reminds me of that where the music is so powerful and so, like, so much going on and so... Uh, I, I don't know what the word is to describe how, how good he is at playing guitar, but it gives you a feeling that... I'm not the biggest instrumental music fan, but it is absolutely achieving the goal of making you feel something and making you feel like you're listening to a complete song. Like some instrumental songs don't feel complete because they don't have lyrics, but when you have a a guitar player like this, it is really able to like bring out, um, I guess what he's trying to do in the song and make it entertaining and Mm -hmm. a complete song without having any lyrics. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. I, I, 
I think what's really cool is that like that his guitar playing isn't super intricate. Like it's you're not I'm sure like you're not getting anything you're not getting like a Metallica solo in any you know, nothing super like Van Halen, you're not but it's like his guitar playing is more simple but really technical. Effective, yeah. Solid. Like at mm-hmm. what it fits well with his singing and the song structure and that kind of thing. Um, and I like the like I think what's really good about this album too is that it's the variety of different guitar playing and different pacing too is like like starting off with the first song after a while it's like slow but it's like heavy you know yeah like, that song it, is very heavy you start off kind of yeah uh, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like a chugging it's like that's more aggressive and then mm-hmm. even from orange to pink like going down the list is like from orange to pink million to me that's kind of slower uh right like i love from orange to pink as a song it's really fun which is ironic because like you go from like after a while which is heavy like like yeah it's a it's a sudden shift but i liked it because um i think so you mentioned from orange to pink you said you found it fun i think it's a pretty good way to describe it i found it as just kind of a kind of like an upbringing happier song um i don't really remember what the lyrics exactly were saying but i do remember him describing um like fall weather uh like leaves changing stuff like that and like i said i was like walking around outside and i mean i don't know what the weather's like for you down there but it's like super windy and super you know leaves on the ground stuff like it's like full fall weather right here right now and i like I just really enjoyed this song. It made me made me feel good. Another one of the ones that made me feel good, and I like those ones on this album. Yeah, I mean, I think the song is really like I take it as a song that's just about like like fall coming, kind of, but kind of it's like the fun aspects of fall. Like, yeah, like the good stuff. Take Mary, I'll take Margaret. But then, like, it's kind of like oh, I don't know because. It's an upbeat song, and then it's like about change, but it also has aspects of change that aren't good. Like he says, like times ain't like they used to be. Like yeah, I'll look at the lyrics real quick. All their times, it it hardly matters. Made no difference. They're quite the same. Uh, I don't know. Like, like he's just like he's like it's a song about change, but it's super upbeat. So it's kind of like. Right. Change at the beginning, but then at the end, he's kind of more like sad because like fall is like changing season. Then he's like, yeah, it's kind of could it could be that kind of feeling of like, um, I'm gonna accidentally make a Game of Thrones reference, but it could be that kind of feeling of like winter is coming, where it's like fall is so nice and fun, but you know that like because of that transition, like something bad is coming. I mean, I like winter, but I mean, like symbolically, like winter is considered tough, harsh times. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dreary. So, well, and I think, I think it's a good, like you bring that up and like, like this being a transitional song and like winter is coming and all that kind of stuff. But like Mm -hmm. this song is like a perfect in the middle. It's more melancholic. Like I think it's a really kind of draws parallels with a lot of like Midwest emo feel where you're like not depressed as fuck. But you're also like, uh, you know, it's kind of upbeat, but the, it's kind of sad. I don't know. I feel yeah. You like don't know. It's like that classic meme of like the pink house and the black house, and it's like yep. 
this is the beat, this is the lyrics. It's not exactly yeah. that, but it's I don't know. It's a cool. It's a it's a fun vibe of a song, but he's also talking about it's some a, abstract concepts. Yeah, it's a fun album. Like it's yeah, it's yeah, right. Like so, like... if we're moving on to a different song, I'd like to highlight uh, my second favorite was "Think About It," which yeah. was like probably maybe the most upbeat song. Would you say? Yeah, I, I think it's one of them, and. Um, He's just like he's like saying about these things. He's saying about like if I remember correctly, he's saying about like bad things that happened or stressful things that are happening. But then he just starts playing like a happy sounding chorus, and he goes, "I try not to think about it." He's like, "I I don't really care." Yeah, well, it yeah, like the main kind of verse is like the chorus is like, "I try not to think about it." Mm-hmm. Like, you know, very catchy. That, I really like this song a lot. Yeah, like, it's kind catchy. of like, but the main verse is about like, it's like about. I he, He's kind of talking about like, he's he's like, he there's he a says, lot of, he like, says in his past life. Yeah. 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 Okay, he, he says he says explain. everything turned out wrong. Um, he says when he got married, um, it tears his heart out to think he would do his poor child wrong. Yeah. Um, and he says it's a shame. It's nobody's fault but mine. It's goddamn crazy, and I think about it all the time. But then he goes, he just goes, I try not to think about it in the chorus, yeah. and I'm like, I, I don't know why it just made me like, gone. yeah, it's a, it's a like, very, I, uh, what's the word? Um, I need, I need a thesaurus for these classic mix-up episodes, Riley. Yeah. I'm not an English major. I I do the numbers. Yeah. But it's a very stark contrast. That's a way to put it. He's saying all this bad shit, and then I try not to think about it, and it's very happy and upbeat. But it's very real. Like, you know, things do happen, and people have a lot of guilt on stuff that has happened in their past. Like, that, you know, and he just, Patrick Sweeney says he's like a. Try not to yeah. think about it. He's that's why you know I feel like that's why I might get kind of the Jack Johnson vibe from him, dude. He seems like a dude who, no matter what, all this shit happened in his past, a dude who just like sits on the beach in his hammock and just like writes songs and like shreds the guitar. This guy seems like a chill dude. He lives dude. in Nashville. Okay, that makes sense. Now. So I mean, yeah. yeah, seems just like an all-around cool guy, chill vibe, good walk of life. That's the vibe I got from this album. That's how I felt. Listen yeah. To it. Yeah. No, it's that's a great example. Like I, I mean, we talked about. It. I don't know. Like, I love the song "Your Man" too. Yeah, me too. Like, that's a big like. That one's kind of sadder. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, um, I don't know. It's a love that he really can't have, but he's like, supply don't mean demand. So it's like mm-hmm. it's not meant to be. Uh, I wish I could be your man. Uh, from. It's like I wish I had it in me. It's hard to understand. I wish I could be your man. Like that kind of stuff. It's like I don't know. Yeah. It's everybody needs somebody and I don't like it at all. So it's like maybe yeah. it's a love. Like it's kind of like a really ambiguous love in this song. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a love that he's, that is already taken. Maybe it's a love that is physically not possible. Maybe it's like a distance thing or uh, it's just not meant to be right, but yeah. for whatever reason, it's pretty clear that he can't, you know, go through with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sad stuff. I'm sure it's relatable for Great a lot song, of people, though. but it's a good song. Great song, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, dude. So that's about. I guess to wrap it up, 
yeah to wrap it up great introduction to blues it is uh, it's, right. it's a newer popular blues album patrick sweeney's other albums are more like i'd say more traditional uh this is his second album technically i think by himself like on his own as solo like name uh yeah he tours with his band still and they made music before this but this is like his second album under just his name. Okay. His first album is good, um, more bluesy. Uh, this, but this album is really good introduction to blues and older stuff. Um, yeah, I, I'll say I one know. thing uh, as someone who's never listened to any of it is I, I I am more attracted to the songs that are obviously more catchy mm-hmm. and have kind of upbeat and Fair. good choruses. So, but there are there are plenty here. So if you are like me and have never listened to any blues or blues rock, I agree it's probably a good starting point. Not that I have any frame of reference, but uh, I enjoyed it after a couple of yeah. It's it's um I he's uh, actually coming into town in uh, to Michigan in um, November. Oh yeah. So cool. I was there hoping to yeah I was hoping to go see him. So yeah, good luck. Maybe you know artist on my bucket list, but yeah, hopefully okay, I'll be yeah, at yeah. That I'm seeing an artist on my bucket list. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, we yeah we can we can talk about that later if we want. But uh, that was like one of the highlights of my week, though. So we might get to that. But yeah, oh yeah, it'll be a little. So, but we can uh, on that note, we can transition to the yeah. last album. Yeah, we have a third like, album. Probably. I'm I'm really pumped about this album because it's like really hot on my playlist right now. Like, yeah, it's 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 solid. It's a good uh, piece of music. Um, so our third album of the day is uh, "So Long Forever" by Palace. It's like an indie rock kind of alt, an indie alt rock uh, album by a British band called Palace, and it is like a textbook in like making catchy indie rock music it's like exactly what i think of when i want when i would think of something that is like um something that is an earworm and is very easily listenable and something that i am gonna have in my rotation for a long time i mean this is it's done really well and i have a couple notes about why and how that is but before we get in too deep with it uh do you have any kind of introduction for it because this is your Technically yeah, your so album, because you kind yeah, of discovered yeah, yeah. this one and showed it to me. This was an album that uh, I don't even remember how I stumbled upon it. Maybe a song on a random playlist, or maybe it was like uh, it was like a recommended for you kind of thing from Spotify or whatever. Okay. But, yeah. Um, it was um, the song, I believe, Live Well, was like the first song that I heard. And which is really good. It's I think it's their most it's, popular song to date. I think. It oh is. no 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 no! I, I I have to bring this all the way back. Okay. Um, I found their single from 2014 called "Veins," and it's like reminds me of when I first met my girlfriend. So I got into the band um, through that song because I'm like that's mm-hmm. when I met her, that kind of thing. So, um. It was so I got into the band after I clicked on their page and that kind of thing, and I got into this album. So anyway, but yeah, this it, it it's a really good piece of music. Like it's, it is, yeah. It's I well don't know done. any of this. It's, okay, I don't know how to describe it too technically, but I can try to get into what I like about this album and bring up some examples, and maybe you can 
agree. Or I'll bring up examples too, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. So what I think this album does super well is it is like a masterpiece in song structure. So when I say stru- song structure, um, I mean like it is like it brings you in, it draws you in, it builds you up, and then it gives you a reward typically in the chorus. So it, it it's like a clinic. It puts on a clinic in like making music that you want to come back to. So you have like a, a great combination of uh, like contagious cadences in their singing and buildups and then like uh pair that of course with like the smooth instrumentals you know they have some pretty good drum lines in here some actually really good bass lines mm. um Guitar and then too. yeah of course i mean yeah Guitar. great yeah great great music here and then you get up to the the chorus which is usually like a pretty upbeat rewarding kind of typical pop rock alt rock chorus um yeah but yeah, it doesn't um it doesn't really do much in terms of like there's not really an impressive vocal performance on here like this isn't like some like D'Angelo or Frank Ocean vocal performance. But, but still, it's I think it's the like the guy the lead singer is powerful. Like he Yeah, he so it's do. not the power doesn't come from like necessarily his skill. talented singing. Yeah, skill. Yeah. It's just the way that he does it, I guess. He fits well in the music like He does. I, I think like I compared the singer to Hosier a little bit. Okay, Hosier yeah. is more more skilled, I would say, as a singer, but he fits in this music similar to this guy, the lead singer. Yeah. Are are you familiar with uh Mark Kosalek? He's a he had a band called uh Sun Kill Moon. No. And bef- before that he was uh had a band called Red House Painters. I don't know, he's a folk guy, music nerd guy, but no. Uh, it kind of so his like style of singing, it's uh he's like a, a slow core folk artist. So his style of singing, it's kind of like stream of consciousness, kind of just like saying things basically, mm-hmm. like basically no like singing talent, but it's just the delivery, the way that it's done. And this is not necessarily that, but it has the same quality of. It's not like this guy has pipes or anything. He's just a normal he knows indie rock singer. Voice, but yeah, but he yeah, but he. The, the way he, I guess, just delivers the lyrics is infectious and perfect for what the album is. Oh, yeah. I'm going to highlight a couple songs that are like, show yeah, the true, like, like artiste of this album is like, yeah, go ahead. I'll say, Holy Smoke. Okay. It's over. Live well and bitter. Yeah. So I agree with the last three you just said. So two through four, bitter, live well, it's over. Easily the best three track run on the album for me. Um, I think they all have qualities of what I was saying earlier with song structure and smooth instrumentals and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, yeah, uh, you mentioned Live Well being their most popular song. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's for a good reason. I think Live Well is pretty representative of the album of a whole in the way that it builds up to the chorus in a build up that really um gets you hooked and invested in the song in the music and it's emotional it's catchy and it's it's just contagious and you build up to this chorus which is like i said i already said super catchy and it's just a perfect formula for the type of song that makes you want to listen to it again i think live well is probably the best example of that and that's a good representation of the whole album 
Yeah, no, I... It, it's just every song is... I think every song in this album is really catchy. Like I Yeah, think, they all are. That's the main appeal of this album, I think. Yeah, like, it, it's not a bad thing. You're, we're not we're not sitting here saying this is catchy and poppy because it's a bad thing. No, this is really, no like, it's like... Infectious. I would say this is pretty niche, like, even, like, for, like, the pop alts kind of scene. Like, it's very... It's kind of unique, too. It's very, like, it has mm-hmm. influence more from, like, the Brit pop and, like, more like like British alt right. bands. You know, like it's more like blur kind of sound. I was going to say it kind of gives me the blur Oasis vibe, but then like yeah. popified. Right. Yeah. Which is cool. Exactly. I like that. Just for production, it's cleaner. Mm-hmm. It's almost yeah, it doesn't sound like um soul kind of sounding. Yeah, oh, yeah, it has it has the the soul quality of sounding actually polished. It yeah. doesn't have the the blur and oasis quality of sounding crunchy and I guess just old. But I think quality. the songwriting's kind of similar to the Yeah, no, the vibe is the same, but sonically it is more modern and more kind of poppy, which it makes it more accessible, I'd say, to the average rock fan or any any music yeah. fan, I guess. It's kind of like a like a indie soul kind of it's thing. it kind of steps into a bunch of different it's it's kind of hard to exactly pin it just because but that's why I, mean, I like it. It, it, it is indie rock, but it yeah, it's indie rock, but it brings in elements of just like what makes other music genres good. It kind of brings them in together, and it just yeah, yeah you come up with this great amalgamation. I think these guys are really talented. Yeah, no, they're they're on my list to see. I don't know if they'll ever come into town, but yeah, uh, that'd be cool. Yeah, like uh, I don't know, just like all I think all their chorus are so powerful. Like their choruses are amazing. Like I, my favorite. I don't know, like, it's kind of hard to speak on... I guess I'll go, like, go through the four songs that I kind of... Uh, yeah, did. sure. So I started with Holy Smoke, because mm-hmm. I think, like, that's the that's a verse that I sing at the top of my lungs, where it's like, I've seen Holy Smoke out the window. Yeah. And it's like, it, I think he says, like, be safe, be... be uh, I think... Something. I can pull it up, but... I'm going to pull it up as well. Yeah. I was, like, trying uh, to... He says, farewell, my friend, it's over now. Beware, my friend. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's a that's an uh, You'll rise up through the shadows with a new glow. Farewell, my friend, it's over now. Yeah. So like it's almost like uh like he's kind of talking the singer's kind of talking of like a friend kind of being like lost and maybe it's like a literal way like death I, I, it doesn't sound like death it seems like almost like a breaking of a friendship and then it's like but they'll mm-hmm. rise again like don't worry like you'll like i see you persevering through this almost like there's hope at the wild light at the end of the tunnel type of thing yeah i but i think that chorus is like it's not overstressed either like where it's like i've seen holy smoke out the window like that's like super powerful but the singer doesn't overstress his voice. It's still very like peaceful music. Yep. Even at it's, the he's not like screaming intensity. or anything. No. Yeah. yeah. And uh, moving on to a next song is like it's over. It's like mm-hmm. I love the repetition. Uh, of yeah, it's over. It's just right, so, so it's over is a good example of it's not necessarily his singing ability that makes the song. It's the way he's doing it. So the repetition of the chorus. It you know so you have so like like we we already said it the singer isn't like anything insane but the way that he fits on the guitar and especially the bass line throughout this album and on this song is like so perfect and then 
you have that and then you get hit with the chorus with the repetition it makes another it makes it, it's a it's a hit song for sure i it i think this song's interesting i don't know if, i don't know if this is inten- this is intentional but the mm-hmm. like point of view like changes like from the different verses like where it's like the first verse is kind of like there it's talking the singer is almost talking to another person to say like i'm talking about other people that love is lost because literally the first line that's always kind of intrigued me is like it's it says it's safe to say their love is over over i know it's true i know that life goes on and on i don't know like and then the second after the first like kind of chorusy part, it's yeah. eventually they'll be ju- both be just fine. But father's wept and my mother's crying. I'm the middleman and my strength is trying. So, so you maybe think that's it's a like, change in perspective now from the first verse to the second verse. Well, now it's more like it, it's almost like in the in the verse it kind of goes from. Oh, I see that. Oh, oh, hold on. Maybe no, I don't know because like I was gonna say is gonna be something about like divorce because it's like. I'm the middleman and my strength is trying, but father's wept and my mother's crying. So he's like talking about, and then they will be just fine. It's over. It's over. Um, but then it's like, also like, then the next verse though, is like taking me back. It's all I need. You're the, you are the air that I breathe. I'm the bullet. You are the gun. We are the moon above the sun. If I didn't read into this, this much. I just thought it was a typical kind of breakup song, you know, I didn't either until I started reading it because yeah, I, was like, I, was I see though. I see the, I was just confused on the perspective change, and I wanted to like see if you caught we'll it. Look into that more. I I didn't at all, but I was more focused yeah. on the baseline in the song and the oh, the it's so chorus. good, dude. Yeah. Oh, and I'm, the way he fits on it. I'm like, I have no need to be like yelling this. The, the it's over so many times in a row. Like I, I'm right. doing all right, but, but it like, just works. This song is like. My God, it's over. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a good song. I I guess it was a little tangent on that one song, but I didn't realize that. Live well is the next song that I would recommend. It's like so good. It's just it's oh, yeah. a hit song. It is. Um, yeah. It's slow, but it's like. But it's a but it's a build up to. Uh yeah. To I don't know. It's just so good. It is good. It's. Very good. Um, another one that's oh, very just, good is bitter. Mm, oh my god, dude, this is—it's just so good. It's a—it's a—it's one of those albums where it's kind of just like a banger after banger type album. Doesn't um, it has no skips really in it? Like, right. It's a—it's a great one to listen to front to back. It's not too long and it's very catchy. Keeps you intrigued. Um, yeah. As far as bitter goes, I'll—I'll I'll highlight it again. Um, so I watched uh, a short video, actually, mm. of the lead singer and guitarist about his process of making the song bitter. Mm-hmm. He had a little little interview thing. Um, so what he decided to do is, if you remember the chorus of Bitter, there's no guitar in it. The guitar yeah. from the verses is stripped, and it's just bass line. Mm-hmm. Um, so listening to the song after like hearing him talk about that, like I totally get like why they went that with that choice. Um, hearing just the singer's raw vocals over just a bass line gives it that super emotional feeling that they're going for um because it's obviously it's it's a it's a kind of sadder sounding song and it's like a breakup song a a typical breakup song i guess and then you have that raw emotional vocal over just that bass line for the chorus it's so like it's almost reminiscent of a person 
like screaming in an empty room, like with an echo yeah. going on or something. Like it gives me that feeling. Yeah, I think I think you can definitely tell the like some songs had more effort. Like not in a bad way that right. Like some were more. some were more like some were more thought out than others in yeah. terms of the I think, structure and the instrumental yeah. of the song. Every song is structurally made well. I think it's naturally just the band knows how to write well. Yeah, they do. Um, but I think like bitter and live well have great sayings on them. Like they use a lot of sayings that are like mm. it could be a line from bitter and a line from live well can be ripped out and taken and like like I I play the live well chorus which is like live well reap you reap what you sow yeah choose bright if we can ebb with the flow like I think like mm. of that often like it's like very like you could live by those words or kind of like have that and like take it literally like right yeah use it in your life or even bitter is like I forgot what line in bitter I'm gonna pull it up real quick um I it's just like this is I don't know ride ride high fake confidence I was just reading that one I was like I, I yeah I talked over you saying it, so it's it again. Like okay Ride high, fake confidence, right down to my core. It's dragging me, dragging up like an airstrike rage. Which that line is so good. Where he's like, "It's dragging like an up like an airstrike rage." Like he builds yep. up that that note, yep. mm -hmm. um, and then all under my skin. I want to wear a mask to cover myself in the shape of a grin. Like those three lines right there are each are each like so good, so such good pieces of lyricism. Like they. Definitely almost, did. almost back to the Billy Woods conversation. Yeah, a great lyricism. Yeah, I don't know. It is. Dude. Yeah, and like I already mentioned, the chorus of this song—it's very good. Uh, the just the bass is great in this song, and uh, it makes for, I think, one of their more popular songs. I have to imagine. Yeah, it uh, it's very very uh replayable it's song. worth it this is a band that their popular songs are popular and it's worth it like year yeah like, I feel there's like some, some artists try to find hidden songs they're gonna like people try to find hidden songs or like the hidden gems in like albums mm -hmm. and stuff right but with this band you listen to their hits because they are deserving right they're hits people. for a reason yeah they're not they're not like a manufactured hit they're like well written. Mm, yep, they're songs. yeah. Yep. I have to agree. Yeah. Have you listened to they released an album in 2022 and 2019? I haven't gotten to them, but I'm um, let's interested. see. I'm gonna pull them up. I listened to Shoals. Okay, yeah. They're 2022 more, album. It's more electronic, more oh, okay. digital. Uh which is Not okay, so like a couple thing, songs. But... Not I, I'm, I think we talked about this before when we were talking about Blade. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just haven't I haven't got I was I think because the twenty six album twenty sixteen album is so well, it's good so good. Yeah. That the other albums are it's kinda one of those really things where it's like chasing flat. the dragon. Yeah. Yes, like, yes, yeah. exactly. Like it's yeah. not their fault. They're writing the the song. Like, like they're they're still making good music, insane. but what they did is just Exactly. Yeah. Like their first album is amazing. In a lot right. of bands, it, it happens to. A lot of bands, it happens yeah, to. it's a common affliction in the music industry. Like, yeah, you strike, you strike something so good, it's hard. Especially to indie bands, do it like again. indie rock bands. 
Yeah, a lot of indie a lot rock of indie bands rock are one. Bands. Yeah, there are a lot of one and dones. Yeah, because like, it's like they they take so much time to put it, all of their work. Yeah, in like so you album. look at. I hate to bring it back to this every time, but you look at like something like in the aeroplane over the sea, where that record had like many years of the process of making it. They made it. It's a masterpiece. It's a classic. But like they never, then they never made anything again that kind of got up to that standard. Exactly. So yeah. But I mean, I have hope for Palace. I don't think the music that they're putting out is bad. So yeah, I haven't heard their new stuff. Album. I'm sure. I mean, they're talented. They are talented. Uh, yeah. Artists. I mean, they are. They're do. They did a great thing with this album. So long forever. And I trust that they could do it again. Yeah. So yeah, well, I think the title is pretty indicative of what a lot of the themes are of the album too. Is like so long forever. Yeah, there's a lot of like breakup and yeah, a lot of so, a lot of I'm, changing seasons and stuff like that. Figuratively, yeah. not literally. Yeah. 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 Good album. Recommend. Great album. Um, if you're not a like indie or rock type person, like if maybe if you were more like me, more rap focused, um, this might be a good one to try because it's. Yeah, I mean, you've heard what we said about it. It's a it's a good listen, fun listen. Oh yeah, it, it's good lyricism. It's powerful. It's relatable. It's yeah. just good music. Um, it is. But yeah, so it's it it's just a good album overall. I agree. So I think that about wraps it up for for our main three albums for today. Yeah, had some slappers. Yeah, such so, two got good stuff this week. I think yeah. everything was like had good. Like meat in the yeah, good some good good talking points recommendations. These albums are all recommendations. Yeah, right. So so a big thing about this podcast is like we want to expand our music taste and your music taste. Mm -hmm. So if you haven't heard Hiding Places, Every Hour Is a Dollar Gone, or So Long Forever, they're three super different albums, by the way, which we didn't have you know in past weeks. These are all very different, and uh, they're all very good. So yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, uh, it, it's just like, uh, I mean, I guess it's me and you, uh, why we are, we have, we discuss music is because we kind of listen, to, we are open to listening to listening to different music, but we mm -hmm. listen to different music, like, right, like we have our comfort zones, like, yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, like on the daily, I'll be honest, on the daily, I don't listen to anything like, uh, Patrick Sweeney. But also, I did appreciate it, and I'm glad that I got an opportunity to listen to it. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Which, I don't listen to Billy Woods. Like, I don't like Super Underground, but I like some Griselda. Right, like, I and like now Benny. that's expanded your kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, and I, but I like Boldy, and I have more appreciation for rappers like Boldy James and uh, mm -hmm. Benny the Butcher now that I've been, like, listening to more of the albums. More, like, yeah. Yeah. So, that's like, cool, even dude. West Side Gun, like, you the know, goat. knowing... Yeah, 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 the go. He's becoming a me, dude, on TikTok. Fly God, yeah. one of one, dude. He yeah. posted an Instagram caption. Uh, okay, so uh, first off, he's dropping Hitler Wears Hermes 10, uh, October 28th. Hmm. He dropped an Instagram caption. Uh, he said, I don't care what anybody say. Fly God is a one of one and can't nobody fuck with me. What I brought to the culture, I'll give my own self. And then he did a like applause emoji. Michelle Records is going to come. But I got this feeling every year. It's time and energy I can't explain. And the post is that Hitler wears from S10. It's coming October so 20th. Good. So, yeah. Same day that Babytron is dropping. I love that he has a saga of Hell yeah, um, dude. Hitler wears from S. Yeah. I love it. Uh, dude, you know, you, know, we, you know what I should I should bring up? Um, Blink-182 dropped a single. And Tom DeLonge's back in the band, which is cool. 
Um, Horrible single. Yeah. The, the, back in the, band. the song was not good, but... It's not a very tasteful song either. It's Come not on. at like, all. Like, really, like... It, it's like, okay, it, they're trying to be a little too edgy, but it's okay. Like, <laughs> no I, listened to Calif- I listened, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah I listened yeah, yeah. to California by Blink 182 because of that, just to be like, rip Matt Skiba, like, he's gonna fade back into, yeah, poor guy. I mean, I know he does his own thing, like, he has his own band, right? I forget what it's called, uh, um, exactly. I don't, I don't remember. Right. So that, yeah, but, uh, he, you know, I tweeted this. I think you, I think you saw it. Um, Tom belongs back in the band, which is cool. I mean, we, we both love Blink-182. Um, Matt Skiba saved. I, I listened to, yeah, he did. So I'm saying thank you, Matt Skiba, for your service to one of, if not my favorite bands. But, uh, also, uh, I'm glad Tom's back in the band. And I looked at those concert tickets because you and me were talking about going perhaps. I don't have 300 bucks for Blink-182, so... It's not worth it either. They're, it's like, not 60 a, years old. I mean, dude, I just paid 40 for J.I.D. Pitt. So, yeah, I mean... It, but it's also at the, what, the Masonic? Yeah, yeah uh, Fillmore. 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 Yeah. Stand through. We're going to be able to look at... Dude, me and Riley, right March 17th, come say hi, okay? Uh, J.I.D. and Smino, Love is Forever Tour, we're going. Yep, it's going to be great. We're going to have a good time. I'm so it's fucking be excited. Great. I love JID. We haven't talked I've about JID on already. this podcast really at no, all. No, we haven't. That's like, God, he's my, you know, he's I think most the people reason why we talk about me. rap, I think. Yeah. I think most people listening to the podcast know me personally and know that JID is like one of, if not my favorite artists. Mm-hmm. So to the opportunity to see him live, I'm so thankful. And it's unfortunate yeah, that I'm not going to see Blink-182, but uh, yeah, I, forget, I, yeah, I don't, don't want to see really him. care anymore. I, I, it's not. Dude, they're they touring with they're touring with Turnstile and Wallows though. I want to see Wallows. Yeah, but I just want to see Turnstile and Wallows. But the thing is, they're going to be playing. Turnstile is a hardcore band. They're going to be yeah, playing really, Little yeah. Caesars Arena. You're not going to have people stage diving. You're not going to have people running on True. stage. True, it's going to be kind of hard to like enjoy it properly. You're not like right. Like in Turnstile's yeah. good, but like you like I would want to see Turnstile at just, a hardcore. Just them, venue yeah. Where right. you where you could see people either. I can personally be in the pit or yeah. running on or you stage, can at least watch it. <laughs> stage diving or like watching from afar because that's how it's supposed to be heard. That's true. And Wallows, I've seen Wallows already. Like they're good, mm-hmm. but yeah. Again, I, I and just, I've seen and I've seen Blink One Eighty Two already. So I nice. haven't, but I I want to see. I would want to see them for. Oh uh, well, State. okay. I saw them with Matt Skiba performing for the. the State. Yeah, I so I went to the Enema of the State twentieth anniversary tour which was not the same without Tom and the band. I mean, I had a great time at the show and they were, they are good. They are still good live performers, but it just, it's not mm. the same. So, but yeah, yeah. that's just, I, I thought I had to bring up the Blink-182 resurgence. I'll hundred percent listen to their new album. Give it a chance. I mean, their yeah. last one was kind of, no, nine. I mean, Matt Skiba did a good job with California. We both love California. California was a great out. Like, um, uh, yeah. Like- I, I think I, hot, my hot take is I think it's actually a top three album of theirs. Mm-hmm. So, I would say too. I only I prefer Enema of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket. After that, I I put mm-hmm. California. So. Uh yeah, and then I'd put California, then self titled. Then... Yeah, their self titled is not great to me. High highs, but. Uh, yeah, no, but not it's not even good. Like honestly, it's just not. It I mean, has you, it has always on it. Annoying. 
It has feel. Whoa, whoa, whoa! I miss good. you. Is annoying. No, that sounds great. Get sucks. out of here. It's a classic. You can't say it sucks. No, it sucks. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, that's fine. You're you're. Agree to disagree on this one, dude. I would Where say. Where are you? It's an anthem. I miss you. I hate it. I just Whatever. never liked it. Okay. Anyways, it also has I, always I, I, and feeling this. Those are great. Songs. I like feeling this. Go in bed right now. Feeling this. Yeah, that song's great. I thought that song's like reminds me of seventh grade, dude. What a time to be alive. All right, dude. He's shaking his head. If you're not watching on YouTube, you can't see the face cams. He's shaking his head at me. It's fine because I loved California and California. I love California too. And that reminds album. me of that reminds me of eighth grade where I met you. When we met. Yeah. yeah. And I was drawing. We met and because art I was class. drawing the California yeah. cover. Do a little classic mix up lore. We met in art class in eighth grade. Yeah. I was drawing uh you know, I'm blanking. I don't know what I was drawing. Riley was drawing the California uh cover by Blink 82. And uh mm-hmm. yeah, and then we started talking because I love Blink 82. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And I did too. And that and the rest is history. Is amazing. Yeah. yeah, it is. I listened to it at work uh over the summer. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, holds up. Good record. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, dude, I had something else to talk to you. Oh, I wrote down in my notes. Um, I saw this clip. Have you seen the clip of Alchemist playing music on uh, Instagram Live where he's playing the uh, he played an unreleased MF Doom verse over Action Bronson's Fairy? Dude, no, but I wish I did. So, do you know Fairy by Action Bronson? No, not really. One of Action I might Bronson's know if I heard best. it. I think it's one of it's one of my favorite action Bronson songs, but it's produced oh, dude, by I, I think it's produced by Alchemist. Well, he can um, do no wrong, so you already know it's good. No, and so I was gonna say the video, but it was on TikTok, so I didn't really ah, see it. But yeah, it was an unreleased Doom verse that he'd played recently dude. over the action Bronson verse. So I mean, you could Google it. And yeah, I'd have to check that out, it. dude. You know what else I saw? Speaking of MF Doom. Um, Madlib posted a picture on his Instagram of like the Doom mask, like mm. against a wall, and he posted the lyrics of like I think it was Bistro off Mad Villain, and people think that it's he's hinting at like, so you know Mad Villainy too is like a thing, like it has been a thing forever. Yes. Yes. Um, people think he's hinting at the eventual that that could be releasing, and the post has yeah. been re- since since deleted. But um, it could, I could see yeah. that happening. But you know, it's also I, MF Doom didn't seem like a guy that would associate himself with people that would do like pros post humorous like. Right, but also I think Madlib knew him probably better than anyone. I don't think this would be like some sort of cash grab operation. I think madlib would release the record as it was intended to be released like as doom wanted it as the two of them wanted it before he died but yeah you know i'm just always looking for new music not that he needs to get milked like x or juice world but like no but it's also mf doom and like he could, i mean like, he's the greatest he like you, any, you he's the lyricist lyricist like come on now. he's your favorite rapper's favorite rapper like you can't not want more music from the guy. Yeah. Not that he has a he has a huge catalog already, but I mean, I've I've heard most, if not all, of it. So, mm-hmm. yeah. I also saw a picture of Claro smoking a cig, which kind of 
maybe so. You're like, ah, oh, dude, I'm starting to fucking think. Dude, things are gross, but Claro's not. You I know, agree. Not when, not when it's Claro. Not when it's Claro. Anyways. It's Claro. So we know what this podcast is getting entitled. It's going to be blah, 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 and Claro smoking sticks. No. Just kidding. Lot. I'm not. I'm, I'm kidding. Not for 30 seconds. I know. Not even. I'm, I'm just. I'm just thinking about stuff, news and music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had a little bit of a a doom, uh, like resurgence in like listening to it. I love like, to hear actually, that, bro. Not just like being like, oh, like, like actually, I feel like there was a difference between when I first listened to Doom, it was like, mm-hmm. oh my god, this guy's amazing. But then, like, it kind of had a resurgence a little bit ago when everybody liked him. Well, I guess everybody still likes him because he's kind of like hipster now like it's kind of like yeah dream now right but like i like back in early high school i loved him kind of didn't really listen to him past that like listened to him for a year or two and then stopped and then sure, you, sure. when you and uh our buddy will who is supposed to be our honorary third member honorary third um, member he'll be here one day yeah he he got into doom i think because of us and so we all listened to Perhaps, Doom for yeah. a little bit yeah when we were uh when we were hanging out that one day in the summer, we yeah, were we all, I mean, we're while. all, and then he started listening to Doom a lot. And then, so we, I mean, I got back into it, but now I'm getting into it again because I have like rap snitch conditions stuck in my head and Mr. Fantastic legendary stuck song, in my head. Dude, yeah, curls off of Mad Villainy is like oh. stuck in my head too. Like, I don't, dude, know guys, listen curls. to MF Doom. We should, we should do Mad Villainy on here. I know yeah, we've we'll both heard it. it and love it, but like, we'll do it. We need to give our. Maybe we okay. We'll, we'll talk about this later. I, I, the wheels are turning. I mean, we need to talk yeah. about yeah. But yeah. Ah, uh, dude, it's so good. Yeah, it is. Uh, but anything uh, else? Are you listening yeah. to anything uh, new? Or? I mean, I, I just nothing really notable. Um, some twenty twenty two releases. Um, okay. my boy put me on to uh, this album called Pepper by a guy called Suggs. It's like a super uh, loud, crazy rock rap album. Um, cool. Yeah, if you know uh, like Paris, Texas, it reminds me of them. Um, it's like, like I said, it's rap, but it's rock elements and it's very loud and in your face, super eccentric. It's pretty cool. That was one thing that I noted to talk about on the podcast, just to mention that I found nice. and enjoyed. Yeah. Other than that, not really. I've, I've been busy, you know. We had to cancel last week because our schedule. Yeah, wasn't... I know you've been busy, but yeah, no, but I mean, I you know, listen to my normal stuff. As far as first listens, just little things here and there. I I feel like I never listen to normal stuff. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm never like I'm always you're I, you're quirky like, like that. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't even mean like my I know normal stuff isn't normal. Yeah, right. But I like, don't you go out of your comfort zone ever. a lot. Yeah. Well, because like whenever we talk, not even even off of the podcast, right, I just, always yeah. have something like, "Oh, I have been listening to this," or you know, like I'm right, always, you always have an answer to the music. question. For me, it's like, yeah. So yeah. I, I mean, I I don't I don't know if you like listening to me run through what I've been listening to, but dude, I don't um, care. I don't. Uh, do you know I, the I Motor mean, if, City if the people, Five? What was that? You know, so okay, so I used to be in a proto punk, okay, so, like pre punk rock, which is. Iggy Pop from Detroit uh, and the Motor City Five, which okay. they're proto-punk. They're like Mo- Motor City Five is interesting because they were like the White Panthers. Like the I think the lead singer or like the manager or something, he was mm-hmm. part of the White Panther Party. 
which is like the the you know like black panthers but like yeah, yeah. white panthers yeah, being like stand yeah. up for like the injustices and stuff like that so the motor city five is like proto-punk it's really sloppy and random but it's so good okay. and they're from detroit so it's like pretty cool yeah shout out to detroit um, shout out to detroit artists always, gotta, detroit. Gotta, always gotta be listening to my detroit artists yeah um i've been kind of sucked into the elliot smith trend you know elliot smith oh dude i love elliot smith yeah of course yeah kinda, um, i my girlfriend loves elliot smith and of course i kind of me and your girlfriend are very we have the same kind of music taste music taste yeah, yeah. i know i know so yeah. it's I hear it from two different I hear it from Yeah, you, you're like you're, you hear you hear it from, from her like, oh, is it good? And you hear it from me, you're like, oh I can trust it, right? No, I, I it's neither. Okay, I'm not saying I trust you over her, okay. Yeah, I'm trying I'm, not I'm trying just to saying, the bus. I'm just kidding. No, 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 I get it. I'm just saying, like, when I hear it from two people that I trust their music taste, then you can trust it. I'm gonna be like, okay, like the album okay, I don't like early Elliot Smith. I think it's boring and weird. I don't get it. Okay. That's a hot take. I don't I don't I'm so not you don't that like emo. like his self-titled or no, 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 no. Oh, okay. I don't I don't get it. Maybe eventually it's just too depressing. I can't it is his it's singing. It's like yeah. I but I love figure eight. I think that's one of his most popular okay. albums, right? It's his last uh, album, right? That he before he died or something. Yeah, it it was um I haven't listened to it, but I know it was um after he was kind of like it's a different sound right because it's after like you said it's a rock early stuff okay yeah I'm it is it's not like... i've taken i've taken time i need my brownie points i've taken my okay. time and i've listened to every single elliot smith album okay, okay. so you've done more but than I... me actually because i haven't heard this yeah one yeah, yeah. okay so that okay i'm gonna i'm gonna lecture you a bit so okay lecture me a bit yeah i like either or. second album his second album has like his most popular song yeah, and then like or. I think yeah, that's I my think favorite. figure yeah, and then the next one has um the songs of Adeline or something like that, which is a one of my favorite. Oh, okay, I I'm, I'm I need, this I need to check it out. Then. I'm gonna pull it up. So so his early stuff is more like slowcore folk stuff, very folky. Oh, very like very acoustic. Oh, I don't mean to say he's very whiny. And I I'm yeah, not, that's well, that's kind of his voice, I think. Yeah, but, that's just his singing. But yeah, I mean, his I later I, stuff. Personally, I like better. either or a lot. Yeah. yeah. So, but I, I'm going to listen to the other okay. one that you said, the figure eight. I'm going to listen to figure that. eight. Um, I'd recommend the songs Son of Sam, which starts the album, and LA, okay. which I think is one of his more popular songs. Okay. Yeah. Um, what else? But that whole album is good. It's yeah. More, no, it's like I said, rock, I'm familiar with it. Electric but guitar. I haven't heard it all. Um, EXO. I like EXO, which is after okay. either or because I like okay. the song Sweet Adeline. Uh, or Adeline, I don't know how he pronounces it, but um, other than that, not my thing. But I like music, so I can listen to a good song. Yeah, I mean um, that's how I feel when I listen to certain things. Yeah. Uh, what else? Have I, dude, I've been listening to so much. Like uh, Pine Grove, the album Cardinal, great album. Which uh, genre? I don't know any of these people. It, obviously, it's it's okay. like more Elliot Smith kind of stuff. But oh, sick! Might have to check it uh, out. There's a song that uh, it's "Old Friends" is how I was introduced to it, and it's like it's stuck in my head right now. So I've like kind of listened to the whole album, and then now I'm in the whole album. Uh, more Turnstile for early Turnstile. I got into yeah. Um, in Rainbows by Radiohead. Oh great album. yeah. Course. I listen to that a lot. 
classic. Tell Me I'm Pretty by Cage the Elephant, um, which is like their second to last album or three albums ago. I don't know. I don't uh, know. I'm much a pr- about them. pretty pretty big Cage the Elephant fan. Yeah, so no, they're yeah. I haven't heard a full album, which we talked about earlier off mm. the podcast. We talked about, but I enjoy their music that I've heard, and I think I think I would. I mean, you said you think I would like them. I think I would like them. So, yeah. And yeah, so dude, just I I could go on for a while, but I'm I'm sure you could podcast for three hours, you know. Dude, I mean, if the people want to click off, they can click off. I mean, dude, a lot of I don't know, Axe and the Hatchet Men. That's a big recommendation to eight okay. people listening. Axe and the Hatchet Men. Okay, they're very like they have like a saxophone in there, but it's like kind of not ska. It's not like ska like saxophone. Okay. It's like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Okay, it's that's all I need to York. Yeah. Um. Uh, I've heard of them, but like they're a smaller band. I would say uh, they've three hundred thousand monthly listeners. But when I started listening to them, it was like ten thousand. Uh, oh. Wow. So, but like, I rec. I've been listening to them a lot. Very fun and happy music. Just to like walk to class and like. That's cool. That I'm going to class. That's cool. I'm so, gonna have to check that out because that's a it's fun. It's that, fun. No, that's a the like the what you just described is like a feeling I have every single day, and I know what the type of music that you play during that. So yeah, yeah. Um, Wilco, listen to a lot of Wilco. Oh, yeah. A lot of it's like indie. You know, like you know a little bit of yeah, Wilco. I'm I know. guessing. Yeah, I do. Uh, uh, um, I I've been meaning to listen to all okay. of. Yankee Hotel Foxtrot. I haven't gotten to it, but I oh. it's on the it's on the list. Modern, modern I, baseball. He's mixed up. Modern baseball and American football. And American modern football. Modern baseball. Yeah, I never listened to modern bands, baseball. But, but wait, no, American baseball. Fuck, I don't know. No, no, no. modern matter. baseball. Thanks. American football. Yeah, American football is the classic. Modern baseball is the new. is the like, yeah, Midwest emo. Yeah, love the baseball stuff. The baseball Don't know what modern baseball. The American right? football one is like an alt rock classic. Yes. Yeah, but I mix them up. But I mean I the baseball one. I know you mix them up because balls. American football was middle school. That was like reminds me. You're of right. Yeah. 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 Modern like, baseball is. Modern yeah, baseball they were them. New for that. I think it came, their first album came out when we were in middle school. Right, so my yeah, modern baseball is like the Midwest emo, yeah, which is it's good, it's pretty good, but you know, at the same time, I still like my white stripes and black keys and uh, listening to a lot of early, yeah, like early black keys, like uh, um, Thick Freakness, that album, that whole album is disgustingly good, and yeah. so is Magic Potion. Uh, so is Rubber Factory. All I recommend all early Black yeah. Keys. Yeah, Magic Potion's uh, uh, pretty great. We already well, we talked. That about was it, the Lost album. Yeah, that was the so, Lost. lost yeah, the la- the Lost episode. We talked about Magic Potion. It's a good one. Though. Yeah, great. We'll, we'll have yeah. to touch upon it because it's a re- it's a pretty. Good yeah, we'll have to we'll have to redux that episode it's because disgusting. I mean, you know, I could talk about pure heroin forever. Oh yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Cool. Speaking of episodes do we want to talk about next week's episode for a hot second before we sign off for sure yeah yeah so next up uh, uh next week next episode episode five we're gonna do the same format as we usually do 
Uh, the album that I'm picking for Riley is one of my favorites of all time and probably a lot of people's favorite of all time, Blonde by Frank Ocean. Uh, it's an essential. So Riley's got to hear it. Yeah. Oh, solo reprises to one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. 3000 versus. Oh, he absolutely murders it, dude. Um, and then I'm going to give you Tell Me I'm Pretty by Cage the Elephant. I think I decided okay. when I said cool. because I've been listening to that. Um, do you want to do a third album or are we just going to stick to two? Uh, I feel we can like do a third. We can do Matt Villainy. I was going to say, I feel like we could do a third if it's not something that we want to like get super deep into. Oh, um, or we can try to keep the episode short. We're sitting at an hour 28 right now for reference. Uh, Dude, that's tough because, like, I don't think I could talk about Tell Me I'm Pretty by Kid Delvin for like longer than 20 minutes. Yeah, but Blonde, we're that. gonna talk about a lot. I mean, I, I could, I mean, I, I could get really into Blonde. I, I could, I mean, you want me to listen to Yankee Hotel Foxtrot because I was gonna do that anyways. The Wilco uh, album, uh. Uh, do we want to do want to just third album? We can do that as the third album. That's what I was saying. Maybe yeah, yeah, or yeah, we yeah. just yeah okay. Yeah, let's do that as the third one. So okay. we'll do well. There you we'll have do it. The, I like the three format, so we can kind of both talk upon an album that is good. Yeah, okay. and that way we don't have to like rehash too much. We can just kind of quickly go through them all and yeah, hopefully keep it under an hour and a half or not. I don't. We don't really care. Yeah, I know some people care. If you want to listen to us, listen to us. If you don't, we don't care. So. Yeah, it's a podcast. Come it's on. a podcast, dude. Listen to it while you're fucking driving up north or something. Or you could watch 30 minutes at a time. Yeah, listen to 20 minutes like, at a time. Yeah, dude, there's no yeah, rush. Yeah, we this don't care. Fun. Don't listen to yeah. it at all. We don't care. We yeah. don't talk much, so we got to we gotta talk sometimes. So, yeah. Anyways, I think that's going to be about all for episode four. Another great episode yeah. of Classic Mixed Up. Yes, uh, follow thanks, us. Thanks. Follow us so you don't miss updates. Uh, I'm going to link our Twitter and Instagram and all that down. Follow us at Classic Mix Up Pod on Instagram, on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, YouTube, Twitter. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow Apple us on Music. Spotify. Yeah, Apple Podcasts. Um, Apple, yes. Spotify. Amazon, Amazon Podcast. Amazon uh, Podcasts. Wherever you get, I mean, you probably wherever, use Spotify. Wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to us where you do Listen it. to us. And, and watch our YouTube videos. because Watch our YouTube videos if you want to see our face. Yeah. And we, Riley, Riley we made really me turn my much. face cam on. I talk yeah. with my hands because I'm a Paisan, so you can see that. You can see me do these, the, all these things, you know. I I'm once caught a fish. It was this big. There you go. Now you have to watch the YouTube video to see how big the fish was. How many fingers do I hold up, Rosario? You'll never know until you watch the video. Okay. There yeah. You go. So okay. I mean, that's just a little incentive. Little, you know, watch your YouTube. Video. Yeah, and subscribe, yeah. and like, and comment, and engage. Share it. Tell your friends. Listen to the music, uh, and have a blessed week. Yeah. See you guys. Have a good one. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>